Rock Salt Radio. Be afraid also, tremendously afraid, for the day of reckoning is upon us. Broadcasting from within our six feet social distance. So uh, the governor of California um, sent a letter to the Department of Justice saying you need to prosecute Texas and Florida governors. And all I can say is um, I think his hair gel is interfering with his brain function. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, it really is. Me and the Lord, we've got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. Yeah, man, on a mission from God. It's the Rock Salt Musecast experience with Aaron, Dave, and Patrick. <laughs> We're putting the band back together. Again. No way. We're on a mission from God. And this week, Aaron, the band is. <laughs> missing. <laughs> you got missing persons this yeah, week? Oh, yeah, you gotta understand. <laughs> a lot bigger than any domestic problems you might be experiencing. Would it make you feel any better if you knew that what we're asking Matt here to do is a holy thing? You see, we're on a mission from God. It's our house band, Three Days Under. First you trade the Cadillac for a microphone. Then you lie to me about the band. Now you're going to put me right back in the joint. They're not going to catch us. We're on a mission from God. And uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of other stuff going on this week. And uh, we got triple nickels. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hit it. Mm-hmm. And uh, top 10, and uh, whatever else we happen to come up with. Lord works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. Yep. Strike out the band, Sal. Well, I'm hoping uh. the Lord will work in mysterious ways tomorrow because uh, Dallas is up without their starting quarterback, and the way we looked last Sunday were horrible. And Patrick Cincinnati Bengals comes to town, and uh, we're going to need a miracle So uh, win. Uh, now, I know we're early on in the season, but how are we uh, lining up as far as our fantasy football teams? Have you checked? I won. I don't know. I, I, we, you won? We, we play each other uh, this Sunday. Oh, uh, our, our you team. and me? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you, you, your quarterback went Thursday and my quarterback went Thursday. All right. Well, then we're going to have to. My quarterback won the game, but your quarterback out fantasy point me. Oh, really? So, yeah. Hmm. So. All right. See, so. I'm totally out of my element. I, I, I know I, nothing about this. Uh, so. I'm just kind of along. Well, I'm kind of along for the ride because I don't understand how you know one player matches up against another player. Yet I still win, and you, I don't get it. But well, it's it's team versus team. But your your player uh, outperformed my player Thursday night. Okay, so Uh, that's uh, that's the way that went. Maybe uh, maybe next week we get a rundown on on where everybody's stats are in the. uh, I'd be glad to do it. Yeah, maybe we bring in some of the other people that are in the league. Can we do that? I I, I can talk to them. Talk yeah, to them I mean, not, nothing crazy. I want everybody. Just, yeah. you know, one or two. Yeah. That would be fun. My son's always uh, wanting to come on. <laughs> next he's, year. He's in Ohio today. Next year, we got to get Jermaine from Tricord in the league. Can we do that? Yeah. 
Why oh, not? I, I know he would, he would love to. Oh, he would love it. And uh, yeah. uh, Keegan, not so much into football, right? He's more baseball. He's a sports, but yeah, more baseball. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Keegan, if you're listening and you want to be in the league next year, just let us know. I think Chris from Last Trumpet would, uh, would is a is sports fan. We should get a super group uh, league of fantasy football and just you know all these people from different bands that would be fantastic so we could start a, band, a second league for that yeah. i guess you know if you're in a band and are interested please email us or if you're just listening to the show and like to email us to, to tell us how good we are uh, <laughs> uh it's rocksaltradio at gmail.com we are on instagram youtube rumble uh and all the other uh media platforms as uh, far as facebook and uh, spotify apple google so we're all over the place please um, subscribe, follow, like on. Uh, I'm too old for the, the rocks, Twitch, though. The rocks, all these guys, <laughs> or TikTok. I'm not on Twitch. I'm not on TikTok. I'm too old for that. I just oh, don't there, care. There, but there was a pretty good video on TikTok this week. Oh, there's lots of interesting videos on TikTok. Um, you ever checked out that libs of TikTok on Twitter or somewhere else? That one's pretty funny. Yes, they are. Uh, because all that person does is take videos from TikTok and post them in this. And it's a lot of crazy people talking about crazy stuff, and we laugh at them, but they get upset. I don't, and I don't understand why. <laughs> I didn't post the crazy video. No, and you make it easy to make fun of you because yeah. you're weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Anyhow, it's just like you you send me these uh, memes about cowboys and all that. They're funny. And, yeah, but people <laughs> post these things because. There's these crazy cowboy fans out there that are insane, that are, you know, fire Jerry, uh, Dak is no good, uh, this and that, you know. I mean, even when they were winning Super Bowls, Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin, Emmitt Smith, who were like, Emmitt's done. You know, he, he just won the rushing title the year before, but he's done. He's, done. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's not any good. Hey, you know, so. I, I have said this, and, and as I'm saying this now, look at us. We are part of that group okay so i'm part of the group but uh when i was in radio it took a lot to be in radio not everybody could do it and not everybody had a radio station so you might have had a uh, pirate radio station i had a friend that had a pirate radio station but it was difficult to get your voice out there and it is really almost too easy to get your voice out there right now and you've got too many People that really shouldn't have a voice with a voice, and uh, and and we've gone into this whole uh, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings type of thing. So you can't say anything to anybody about it, but at the same time, um, they can say something to you about it. <laughs> Is that like the guy who went, "Hey, hey, Don, Don, we we know you have your own show on primetime CNN." But we, we really think you have a voice for the morning. Yeah. And so yeah. And so we're gonna surround you with some, you know, some other talent and we're gonna put you on the morning show and, and it's gonna be phenomenal. And you have to look at this as a promotion. Right. Instead of is that how that went? Right. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> to not make you feel bad like no, hey, I'm t- hey, I'm talking hey, we're, about we're 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 putting you at the morning. Um, your show's got no ratings. So. I'm talking about <laughs> like I uh, I watched a clip of Bill Maher, and this was uh, in 2020. They were only a couple months into uh, into uh, a COVID, 
And uh, he was having a conversation with a woman where he was presenting the facts, which are uh, the studies show that obesity uh, complicates COVID. Okay. And unhealthy people are more likely to suffer from COVID. And uh, so he was focusing on the obesity thing. And and the woman said, well, how are you going to do that? And he goes, what do you mean? She goes, are you really suggesting that you tell people they need to lose weight in order to beat COVID? <laughs> He's like, that's what the data shows. Yeah. yeah, you can't do that. Okay, so now we got a problem. Your feelings are more important than your health. That's essentially what she's saying. People's feelings are far more essential than their health. He's given a, a tip on how to be healthy and uh, beat, not beat, but, you know, stay away from COVID or at least have a fighting chance against it. And she's going, no, no, we can't do that because it'll hurt people's feelings. I'm sorry um, if your feelings are hurt, but facts are facts. So I don't know where I was going with all that, but, uh, oh, too many people with a voice. And, yeah, I don't know. I just see it all over Facebook and everything. It's like you can't say anything bad about this group, but, oh, if you are a Trump supporter, we can say anything. It is fair game. Oh, you're a Republican? You must be an ultra-maga Trump supporter. No, not necessarily. <laughs> Not necessarily, but say anything bad uh, about, uh, you know, the other side or someone who identifies as a cat or something like that. Uh, and uh, well, you're you're going to be canceled. See, it just makes no sense to me. Too many people with a voice. Well, someone who has a voice out there, um, he's always on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Michael Sweet is Striper. Um, He's got a new video out. Yeah, and he's got a new song out. So we're going to play that on the Musecast version. Transgressor. Transgressor. Yeah, thank you, Dave, for saving me (laughs) on the Rock Salt Musecast experience. Hi, this is Patrick from Three Days Under, and you're listening to the Rock Salt Musecast experience. Get some. Rock Salt Musecast experience. Aaron, David, Patrick. A-D-P. You know, when you turn sideways, who who was that wrestler? Always Macho Man. Macho Man. Macho Man. Yeah. Uh, back with the Macho Man. <laughs> oh, you know what time it is, folks. Yes. You do? Yeah. Is your phone working? There it is. Yeah. I changed it up a little. Okay. Is that? I'm hearing some background noise. Oh, okay. There's a better version, I think. Okay. That's Slash on the guitar. Slash on the guitar? Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, hopefully we don't get canceled. But <laughs> here we go. It's time for Triple Nickels, folks. Triple Nickels. We haven't done this in a while. No, yeah. we haven't. You ready for me to rant? Oh, it, you know, the first question is is just for you. Mm. You know, the first question is just for you. Okay, what's the question? Uh, We're a little less than two months away from uh, the midterms. Yeah. Uh, what's your top uh, topic or, uh, you know, what's your top issue that you're going to go to the polls for? Yeah, I you think know, it's I the same vote. I think it's the same top issue that everybody's going to the polls for. Okay. Inflation. Inflation. Money. Money. Okay. You're not going okay. to the polls. The midterms aren't yeah. going to happen. 
Okay. Um, so <laughs> you better turn off the music before we get canceled. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, right. There we go. Oh, I didn't know it was just intro music. <laughs> all right. So uh, that's what I'm going there for. Is uh, it, it, this this insanity of throwing a party on the White House lawn while the, simultaneously the stock market drops one thousand points and you're celebrating the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act? While inflation continues to climb and is currently at eight point three percent, I heard Nancy had to kind of like, like nudge everybody to, to, to clap. Oh <laughs> yeah, did you everybody. did you see that? Yeah, that was funny. applause statement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's where you're supposed to applaud. <laughs> Please. <laughs> hey, uh, did you see the side by side on CNN of, of Potato Joe and the stock market crashing during his? Uh, his victory speech? No, because I don't watch CNN. But <laughs> it's on every. It's just a clip you can find it on YouTube. I'm sure. It'll pop up in your feed. You being who well, you that, are, Dave. That's I how know. people watch CNN on YouTube. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or, or they watch Tucker Carlson playing a CNN clip. Well, you know, I did find it interesting. And now I'm getting off track, but I did find it interesting that Fox started their pay uh, uh, channel. Their subscription channel, the Fox Fox what, Nation, Fox Nation, and they've got subscribers and people watching it. And CNN started it, and you would think that CNN would be able to run with Fox, right? No, well, it's basically <laughs> Tucker Carlson Nation. That's what that's basically what it is. Yeah, but, but I can get he, Tucker he, Carlson for free. Yeah, but no, he's got all these originals on there too. Hey, uh, Patrick, what's your issue you're going to the polls for? Number one, is it? Um, have you- have you seen America? Have you seen America? <laughs> yeah. There's not just one issue. It's in, have you seen our country? I'm going to the polls. I'm going to go vote for the people in Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> who are so humanitarian crisis right now. Uh, that's, that's why I'm 50, going to the polls. 50 people. It's a humanitarian crisis. Oh, 50 yeah. I'm going to the people. polls to bail out those guys. Now, let me, let me tell you, put it in perspective here. I have more than 50 people who live on my street. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's that's why I'm going to the polls is for the people of Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> well, somebody needs to give those residents of Martha's Vineyard a voice. Yes, they do. I yes, heard they bust yes. them out. They got the military within to bust them out. 24 hours. They bust them out to a military facility. Yeah. Within 24 hours. And, and I said, you know what that means? That means some rich and powerful people got on the phone and said, Joe, you better fix this now. Well, Joe doesn't answer the phone. <laughs> His people. Well, you know what I mean. Obama got on the phone and said, "Hey, can, hey, I got a nice place here. Um, I don't want to move it in. You know, so, there's, uh, <laughs> you know, there's a reason I moved to Martha's Vineyard." <laughs> <laughs> what Barry? So you and Big Mike could have some privacy. <laughs> oh, I wanted Big to be Mike. away from the little. I worked very hard to get to this point and be away from the little people. I got a nice fence and gate around my a wall, you may call it, around my house, um, and it's to keep people like that out. Uh, you know, the comments I'm going to make about this Martha's Vineyard thing are solely directed at the people who live there live there um, because they wasted no time in getting these people off the island while at the same time going, well, you know, we're helping them. You know, DeSantis didn't help them. We're helping them. We're getting them the help. It's just the help is not here in Martha's Vineyard. Hey, let me tell you something. The, uh, that 
place has a population of 20,000 from what I read, and it is a summer vacation spot. There are a lot of mansions that are available. You could probably fit 50 people in one house there. Yep. So don't tell me there's a humanitarian crisis in Martha's Vineyards. There's a humanitarian crisis right here in my neighborhood where when I walk down the street, there's homeless people everywhere sleeping on the sidewalk. That's a humanitarian crisis. Yeah, the mayor you better not have your car plugged in. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> sending. Yeah, they're they're sending you know uh, immigrants also to D.C. And the mayor of D.C. said, you know, we don't have the infrastructure in our town to help these people like they do in Texas. What, what well, infrastructure look. do they have in Texas? Yeah, I know. That's he, what I thought. called up the National Guard. <laughs> yeah, the, the D.C. mayor called up the National Guard. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I I uh, I think this has been too long in the making, by the way. But um, it, they need to get these people up to Delaware. <laughs> they need to get it to the point where where to the place where Biden is from. Oh, that's that's next. DeSantis, you know, that's next with DeSantis' list. So. Because what they need to do. Is they just need to take it to Plymouth Rock. That way, when the first immigrants showed up here, they can be all legal then. Yeah. They just got to come in through Plymouth Rock. There's there's another idea. <laughs> all right, let's move to topic two here. Okay. All right. Um, this week, our gracious governor, Gavin, um, him and DeSantis went back at it, you know, back and forth. And, and Gavin said, hey, why don't we debate on immigration? So Did, he said do, that to DeSantis? Yes, he said that. Ah, I would DeSantis. love that. Yes, and I would love it too. We're not going to talk about the debate, who would win or whatever. Who do you want to be the mediator um, in that debate? Between I mean, DeSantis and... Oh, yeah. Well, I, want, I truly want impartial mediators. Okay. Okay, which All is right, hard I, to I find have, nowadays. I have a list here. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a, uh, a multiple choice. No, no, I have a list of some people I thought. Hmm. Uh, Bill Maher. Joe I like Rogan. Bill Maher. Bill Maher would be great. Uh, Tucker Carlson. Joe Rogan. Fantastic. Uh, Greg Gunfield. No. Don Lamont. No. Anderson Cooper. No. Dan Bongino. So who, no. who do you want? Uh, Patrick, who would you like to uh, run, be the, uh, the mediator on that debate? Or the moderator? Uh, Gilbert Godfrey. I want Gilbert Godfrey to be the mediator. Well, that he's dead. Uh, oh, he's dead? He's yeah. dead. Yeah. Oh, so, Greg Gutfeld's still alive. Now, Greg Gutfeld is a right-leaning guy, and I know that Bill Maher is a left-leaning guy, but... Uh, Joe he, Rogan? Joe Rogan would be probably perfect. Three million listeners a day? I mean, that would be fantastic. And if I'm... If someone... Uh, um, Tim runs his mouth, who's on Twitter. Yeah, he, Tim... He, uh, what's Tim, his name? Tim, his name. Tim he, Roth? No, not Tim Roth. Yeah, he's great, though. Uh, Tim Poole. Temple is that his name? I, I think, think that's I his think name. So. so he. Uh, See, you guys are thinking about reasonable people to to um, moderate an unreasonable debate. Um, I think well, really then, it needs to be somebody slightly unhinged that, that's gonna like snap at you. Well, then I got I got the perfect moderator for this debate, and it will bring ratings guaranteed. Who's that? Britney Spears. Britney. She's unhinged. She's unhinged. She has no clue what's going on around her. I'm a Snoop Dogg. Oh, that's a ratings getter, Snoop Dogg. But he leans too far left. Shizzle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Snoop Dogg. Well, uh, Tim runs his mouth. Said CNN, if they're smart, they would be hopping on this, going, 
you know, here's a ratings boom. And well, so, you know, I said this week, uh, Newsom, this is a blue, you can't get a bluer state than California, all right? And Newsom doesn't have to debate anyone to run for governor. We all know. But he was made a joke of this week. I mean, when, when DeSantis said okay. what he said. But I'll get to that. Everybody laughed. I'll get to that in a minute because DeSantis played in right into what Newsom said. So DeSantis uh, wasn't, it wasn't the best move. The, uh, well. It was a joke about his hair gel. I get it. It was funny. I get it. But it, it, it makes him out to look like the bully that uh, Newsom is saying that he fights against. No, it makes him look like a daggone man with some cojones. Oh, that's what we, I, that's what we call Patrick, a I agree here. Thing. Well, see, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. just threw down the gauntlet. Here's the thing is. To, Not the gauntlet. <laughs> to supporters, yeah, it makes him look like a stand-up guy. But to uh, Newsom supporters, he's going, see, told you. He didn't come at you the and talk to you about. Them? Yeah, no, way more than that. But um, the uh, he didn't come at you saying, uh, this is what we're going to do with the immigration. He just, uh, you know, threw out pot shots at my hair. So it made him out to look like the bully to knew some supporters it energized both both bases which was yeah it was funny well, honestly, I, i'm not denying that it was funny about what a my 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 concern level of what a newsome supporter thinks is also the same level as what a biden supporter <laughs> yeah. thinks and that is nowhere on the register so uh, patrick who do you want who do you want moderating that debate Throw out a um, name. I can't think of it. I, um, is Rip Torn still alive? No, dead. He'd dead be great, though. He'd be great, though. Rip Torn. Um, Roseanne. Roseanne Barr? Yeah. Roseanne. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, no. That dude's a phony. Okay. That dude's a oh, phony. Oh, no, Chris Tucker. I want Chris Tucker moderating that daggone. Chris no, Tucker. Chris Tucker. Chris Rock. How about Chris? No, I don't even want Chris Rock. Who's the other guy? The 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 the, the um Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. That's who oh, I want moderating. Dave Chappelle. Dave, oh, Dave yes. Chappelle. Yes. That's I was it. Just talking about. I was just talking about that skit Chappelle did at work the other day. Um, the one where he's the the blind clan member. Oh, black. <laughs> you know, I uh, I uh, I saw a video of him doing a a, a stand up thing where he's telling a story, and I'm going to clean this up. By the way, he's telling a story uh, about um, he made a sketch for for the Chappelle show, and Comedy Central came him in, uh, brought him in because. He used the derogatory derogatory term for gay people, the F word, uh, in the sketch. And they said, we're not going to run that sketch. And he said, well, why not? They said, you can't say that word. And he said, well, why not? And he said, uh, they said, well, Dave, you're not gay. And he goes, okay, well, whatever. I'll take it out. But, but it just occurred to me, uh, you know, I made a sketch where I used the N word over and over and over again. And uh, you ran that and I without impunity and she goes well yeah you're not gay she goes he goes well I'm also not an n-word <laughs> you know um, you know that's uh, that's the problem well that's the great thing about Chappelle is he doesn't mind calling that out and I think he would be a great moderator I think okay. I think we got to settle on Dave Chappelle Dave yeah. Chappelle yeah okay 
All right, the third topic is, and we know what the third topic is going to be. No, I don't. Because it, it's going down Sunday here. Oh, this is a topic for you and uh, you and. Uh, oh, you can you can you can join us. I know nothing about the Niners. No, or the no, no, no. the the Cowboys. Oh. That's what I meant to say. Uh, Look at him. Look maybe, at him in his shame oh, shirt. Maybe I was thinking Niners because you're wearing a number four. No. That's Kaepernick's number. No. no. <laughs> no he's, Kaepernick. he's just throwing on his shame shirt oh. for early. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, uh, Bengals at Big D. Uh, What's Big D? Big, Big Dallas? Yes, Dallas. No. Big D. All right. Big dummies. Big dummies. Big dummies. <laughs> Are you guys going to win? The Bengals going to win Sunday? For sure. Is that even a question? Yeah, Did you it see is your a game last week? Yeah. Did you see your game last week? Why do we gotta why do we gotta make yeah, it look it was, like I'm both? It was it was painful. Point, Aaron. It was painful. Yeah. But you I were did the only watch team the in the NFL. You I were the watch. only team in the NFL that did not score we in did week score. one. We scored three points. <laughs> no, I three points. You didn't score. I touched <laughs> no, we scored three points. We got yeah, it. I mean, and then the other yeah, team yeah, scored yeah, like fifty, go, but least, we scored. At least we could score. We could kick a field goal because the you know the Bengals had had the uh, what the. The jaws of victory, or whatever they called it. I don't know. Yeah, we had the, it in our sights. The victory, yeah. and they went to the jaws of defeat. All now, I want, to take you, I want to take you back to last year at the Green Bay Packers game when that happened to us uh, as well last year. Oh, it did. And then we went, we went on a tear. Last week was a humbling game because they got a little bit too big for their britches, old Joe Burrow and the boys. But come tomorrow, we'll roll into Big D. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, I mean okay. come well, on what, now. What's the score? I can't even what's believe a, you do this to you. What's the score tomorrow? Um, we're, play, we're playing with our backup quarterback. Uh, come on now. What's the score? Uh, yeah, who's your backup quarterback? It's uh, not still Andy, is it? No, it's uh, Cooper Rush. I don't even know who that is. Well, he went to oh, Minnesota yeah. last year on Monday Night Football and or Sunday Night Football, and uh, you know, led us to victory. And we're just going to probably send you to the locker room at halftime because it's going to be like fifty-seven to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going to score a field goal. <laughs> It'd be fifty-seven to three. <laughs> we're not even giving them giving them that pleasure. And I know, um, oh, Dak's going to be sobbing. Oh, oh, what what's that running back? I. Hunnett, my wife, she used to be a big, huge fan of that running back. He got well, he's from Ohio Zeke. State. Ezekiel. Yeah. 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 It's like, put your shirt down, son. Nobody needs to see your stomach. I don't know how that makes you play football. <laughs> I'm from your pads. You're wearing it wrong. If you watch college football in the 80s, that was that was it, man. Well, it, it was Bosworth, you know, with the, you could see a six everybody, everybody was wearing a half shirt in the 80s, man. <laughs> that's true. I, yeah, I wasn't was wearing one because I had a gut, but <laughs> I was like, man, I really, that's such a cool look. I wish I could wear a half shirt. <laughs> So I'll ask for the third yeah, time. I mean, I'll ask for the third time. What's the score tomorrow? What's the score? Okay, let's go a reasonable score. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go twenty-four to nothing. You're twenty-four to nothing. Okay. All right. I. I. I'm, yeah. I. My heart wants to go with the Cowboys, but I, that <laughs> offense is horrible. But your brain is saying no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go seventeen thirteen Bengals. I think the Bengals beat us tomorrow, but I, I'm going to be rooting for my boys. Uh, I, I'm I'm a Cowboys fan, uh, but I'm not, I'm not delusional like most Cowboys fans are. Straight uh, <laughs> up, put his shame shirt on to tell me these uh, things. I, I think I think it, I think the correct statement is not a 
as delusional as most Cowboys fans no, I'm not, are. I'm not delusional. I, uh, I thought last year we'd beat San Francisco in the playoff game and then lose the following week. But dude, again, you're pretty delusional. Lost. You just said the score was going to be 17 to 13. Like you're only going to lose by four points. Come I, on. I, I think our defense is better than Pittsburgh. And how many how many points did you score against Pittsburgh? 20. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was, know, 20, it was like 23 it. to 20. I think the score was. It was a, it was a it was a tough humbling. Uh, yes. you, you, you ain't got nothing. You ain't okay. got nothing. Aaron. I think our defense, you know, in your number four shame shirt. Okay. Well, I'll be wearing an number 11 four next shame week. shirt. I'll be wearing number 11 next week as he as he sets the all-time sack in a game record. Who's tomorrow, number 11? Uh, Micah Parsons. I don't know who that had dude two either. two sacks against Brady, and he'll probably have three against that offensive line of the Bengals, which mm. is still really bad. So I'll probably um, FaceTime you at some point in the game. Oh, that's it, I expect that. So okay, I won't be home until the second half, probably. So well, because yeah, he's going to be crying that's the first half. I want half. to Facetime you to see you all like you're oh. going to be all like mad and angry and <laughs> oh. like a little sour. <laughs> uh, you know, you uh, probably won't answer the Facetime. It's going to be that bad. You're like, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I will answer at any if it's fifty-seven or nothing. I will still answer. You know, there's times oh. when I send those memes over to Aaron. Uh, like consecutively, bam, 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 and he starts to go silent, and I go, hmm, have I crossed the line with Aaron? Did no. I, no, did I, I upset him yet? No, I don't, still don't think they're funny. I will respond when I think they're funny. Hey, do you, you think my memes are funny? Eh. Oh. oh. <laughs> but, I mean, they're not like, they're I, not like uh, neat clappers. I've been holding back now. I've been you holding back. Hey, week too. The, the one picture with the big guy, and he says, I won't die until the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, that was funny. That was one of the most. Oh come on! Ones. There's that, lots of funny ones I've sent. Well, okay. Uh, I'm looking. I, I've, see, I've, now when I now when I look back, I got to see your cut up neck, Patrick. That's the part, <laughs> the bad part. Uh, well, talk that letter. That's a beautiful. You, this, that's a, you, all right. So you, this, you by you, the way, this is very funny. Cowboy fans be like, well, maybe next year, sweetie, and it's okay. broke back mountain. Yeah, okay. That's funny. Come on. Okay. Mm. All right. <laughs> Maybe in San Francisco. <laughs> all, yeah, all, all of the Uncle Rico memes are funny. Those are I always agree, funny. I agree right. the Uncle Rico memes, like sign a new court. Yeah, Uncle Rico memes are funny. <laughs> we gave our predictions of the game. Uh, give me another prediction. Uh, you, Patrick, the last time you said there would be no elections, uh, November Well, still 4th. saying that. I know, but give me another one. The, the one I um, gave is, is coming true. Where, Which uh, one's that? Uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin. Oh my gosh, the the Brooklyn Stars, the Brooklyn Nets uh, star that wanted to be traded. I told you would not be traded and would be playing on uh, the Nets starting the NBA season, and that's coming true. So give me another prediction as we close this. You want uh, another prediction? Out. I'm yeah. going to tie. I'm going to tie them both together about the midterms, and they're going to indict and arrest Trump. Then they're going to send their fake. MAGA people like Antifa and BLM dressed up as the MAGA people. And they're going to start riots on the streets, and that's what's going to trigger the martial law and shut down the midterm elections. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Give me another prediction, Dave. Uh, my prediction is that the truly stupid are running this country and supporting the guy, the truly stupid, running the country. They buy everything that uh, these people tell them. They just eat it up hook, line, and sinker without questioning anything about it. So I, my prediction for uh, 22, because it's starting to 
change from the beginning of the year now is we are no longer going to see this big red wave because we had a lot of momentum there for a little bit. Uh, uh, The Republican Party has screwed it up like they normally do. And um, they uh, they are going to lose at least the uh, at the very least the House. But they're probably not going to win the Senate. They'll win the House. Dude, you, you just sprinkled your daggone Cheerios with crack this week, didn't you, Dave? Oh, you uh, quite. <laughs> telling you, man. Oh, bad. I'm telling you, man. Uh, I would have said you're true, Dave, but the Democrats backed out this week of trying to pass the, um, basically what I would call the Homosexual Marriage Act. They are not going to take a vote on that. No, no, let me finish. Okay. Uh, they are not going to take a vote on it because they have more Republican votes than they thought, and it would pass. And they realized if they it, it, um, if they did that, they might lose the House worse than they are, um, but they would probably save the Senate. And so they're not going to do that. And so, but I, I think if they did that, that the Republicans would have stayed away from the polls and the Democrats would have kept the Senate. But because they didn't do that, the, I, my prediction is the, the Republicans will win the House and they will also win the Senate with probably 53 to 54 Republicans in the Senate. I say they lose. Oh, go ahead. I think when they present this gay bill, um, they need to change the name for everybody who's voting and just call it yays for gays. <laughs> yay. <laughs> yay. Yay. We got 52 yays for gays. All right, Dave, last comment. And we got, um, you know, here's my problem with this, uh, gay bill thing is, uh, nobody's reporting on it. Nobody's reporting on it. So the truly stupid, as I'm calling them, um, they don't even know that it was up for a vote or anything. They, they just don't know that it was it was there. Because right now, we're concerned about putting DeSantis under investigation for kidnapping. If that, oh, come on. That's, that's totally true. Why is Oz not winning? In, in, I mean, he's going against a total... Uh, you know, laugh of a candidate in uh, Fetterman because it's it, Pennsylvania. No, they're insane no. up there. They're okay. They are. I, I don't know what to tell you. Pennsylvanians are nutty. They're nutty. They're like New York light. New York's really nutty. I'm not from there. Nutty is a squirrel turd. Nutty is squirrel. So <laughs> uh, this has been fun, and we'll be right back on the Rock Salt Musecast Experience. All right. Hey. This is P-Funk, bass player for Faithhead, and you're listening to Rock Salt. But I don't really understand why it's called Rock Salt, because they're not making any ice cream. So don't expect anything good. Rock Salt Musecast Experience. You like my radio puking voice there? Oh, yeah. That's what they call it in radio. When you when you talk like this, it's puking. <laughs> He's a puker. And there's oh, there's lots of DJs out there that are pukers. Some successful ones, but uh, I'm not. I'm not a puker. I don't do that. Anyways, um, I'm not knocking people that do. If it works for you, it works for you. It's just that's what it's called. It's called puking. Did you like that little? Did you like that little pull back the curtain on the radio industry? Yeah, yeah. It's just a little bit. Anyhow, uh, time for top ten, Aaron. Top ten. Top ten. What is this? The top ten of? Well, it's. uh Top 10 songs that released in August. All right. Top 10 released in August. We're going to start with number 10. And, uh, uh, I mean, 
I'm not going to say my favorite, but I get props. She's been in the industry, what, oh, 40 years? Four, yeah, at least. At least. Yeah. Um, and she's still going strong. She's still putting out music. Uh, not as edgy as it used to be, but still good. It's Amy Grant. I also think that it helps having Vince Gill in the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I just like the little organ kind of, you know, it is a little old school there. It's got a little bluesy tune to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. What were you looking for? Not a bad song. No, not a bad song. I like I said before, I'm a much bigger fan of the unguarded era. Yes. So. All right. Number Number 9. I'm not even gonna. Not even gonna try this guy's name. Yeah. It's Sajan. Look, I'm gonna spell it. If anybody wants to go check this out, it is S A J A N. That's his first name, and the last name is spelled N A U R I Y A L. Go check it out on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. It's a nice pop hit. It really is. Okay. I, I found it. Um, I, I thought it was great. Okay. So, yes. All right. That's number nine. Number eight. This is a good song. Yes, it is. Yes. And as you said, it's nice to have Vince Gill in the house. It's nice to have KB in the house, too. Okay. KB uh, is a really good uh, Christian rap artist. Uh, Latham. Warlick um, is this guy, and uh, you know, he's got a lot of people following him on Spotify. Is KB like the uh, Snoop Dogg of rap for for Christian rap? Is he just like on everybody's song? <laughs> sort of. You know, he's he's got a, 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 a kind of a label with Sony now, and so. But this guy has uh, over two hundred seventy uh, thousand followers on Spotify. Oh, so he's uh, pretty big. Nice. Um, so, all right. Uh, well, what are we? At? Number seven? Yeah. All right, number seven. We saw this band. Seventh uh, Time Down. Yeah, at the Joshua Fest. Oh, did we? Yeah. Seventh right. Time Down. The name sounded familiar to me. Yeah, they're they're uh, on um, the uh, Tooth and Nail uh, Solid State um, record label. Okay. And so, uh, new album, and this is one of the uh, first releases from the new album. I like it a All lot. Right. Called Undefeated. That is seventh time down if you want to go check that out. Yeah. All right. And number six. Yes. Zach Williams. Yeah. I just, I just, I, I like the stuff. I like the bluesy style to it. Yes. Yeah. Now he's kind of a country style kind of guy, right? Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, Toby Mac describes his voice like dirt. He just, he just brings that old fashioned dirt, you know, just. You know, gritty, gritty, gritty mm -hmm. to it, and so he'd be good to see yeah. with Crowder. In fact, Toby Max going back on tour with Crowder next year. Oh. but all the dates are uh, in the free countries. Oh, the free country. You mean the free country. states? Yeah, the free yeah. states. Not coming to California. No, you know. But uh, this guy, um, I hopefully beginning of next year, will be touring the West Coast. All right, Zach Williams so Zach and Williams, Big, Big Tent, Tent revival. revival. Go check it out. It's a great song. Number five. Oh yes. Mr. S uh, Sassy Pants. Mr. Sassy Pants. Sorry's um, a dirty word. Yes. Yes, with uh, with uh, Azariah. Azariah. Mm -hmm. There she is, right there. Love this song. 
strong words. He's a really good writer. You know, and also he puts together his music really good. So he's definitely um, a couple of new songs in September. He'll be back on the top 10 list uh, in September, too. Gotcha. And so. All right. Sorry is a dirty word from Matt Sassano and Azariah. Number four. I like oh, these guys. Oh, my gosh. I do like these this guys. This remind you of just uh, maybe a little, um, what? Uh, Warrant. Warrant. Uh, uh, White Snake. No. No? No, okay. not White Snake. Warrant for sure. Like Warrant, um, okay. like uh, um, Uncle Tom's Cabin type okay. of. Yeah. That's the kind of feel I get out. Cinderella, maybe? Let me, get, let me hear for a second. Okay. No. Okay. No. Warrant. So if you like Warrant, you're listening. Go check these guys out. Fear not. And so, put out a full project. Um, this came out, I think, a couple months ago. So this is one of the releases on it. So, all right, number three. Oh my guys. Oh. You love these guys. Oh, I know God, you do. Is- they look fun though. Oh, is this a lot of your old school MC Hammer right here? <laughs> a little uh, '90s. Let me see if I can remember this. Wait, too legit <laughs> to quit. quit. All right, yes. too legit, too legit to quit. Oh, yes. there you go. I got the. I well, got they're the- from Miami, and I thought it was the other group, Two Live Crew. I thought it sounded a little bit like them. My no. wife, my wife goes, no, MC Hammer. So no. she corrected me. Not Two so, Live Crew. Definitely so, not Two Live Crew. Uh, that little, that little. Uh, um, Beat? Uh, no, no, no. Were the you, scratching? Uh, the scratching reminds me of two lecture. Okay. So, okay. This song is uh, called Who That Is? Who so That is. is? Yes. Mm-hmm. Here's a band. Number two is going to remind you of Crowder. Crowder. This is, you know. Richland. He, yes. He's on the Goatee Records uh, family. And so. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I oh, did yeah. hear this song, and yeah. I, I kind of dig this song. Because I like bluesy rock. Like Ziggy. Yeah. Remember when yeah. we had Ziggy on? Yeah. I dig that kind of stuff. Uh, Crowder, I don't go so much for the worship stuff. But when yeah. he gets into his uh, Run Devil Run type stuff, that's what I dig. Solid song. Solid. That's why it's number two. Maybe should have been number one. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> All right, I know you had a special request, and I cannot meet that request at the moment. So okay. we'll we'll talk up to that point. Okay. Um, we saw this guy, right? Yes, Toby Mac. Toby Mac put on a great show. Yes. I'm not a big fan, but he put on a great show. And for being like 50-something years old, wow. Guy takes care of himself, for sure. I, I would say this new album, because it really adri- kind of, you know, he... Just to be fact, he, he lost his son. Um, it, um, his son, um, this is overdosed and uh, a, a tragic loss in his life. I love this this chorus right here. This is why I like this song. Seasons go. Um, he, he went through a loss and, and it was. Um, uh, before we they could take us off, you you can download that music. So, um, but I, I I would I would say he went through a a, a tragic loss uh, with his son, and uh, this album has a lot to do with that, and the maybe the dark place he was and how God lifted him out of that, and this 
this album is really transparent. Not that his other work isn't, but I really believe this one, uh, you know, it, you know, tells the story of how he went through this. And I, I think if you've been through any kind of loss, this album is for you. I love this song, how, you know, through turmoil and situations we go through, God is that cornerstone. I love this song. Zach Williams is, the, is at the end of this song, and he does a great job, too. But that's my number one cornerstone by Toby Mac. And well, so, music you know, can be very therapeutic. Yes, it can. And so, um, very transparent. The artist I went to see last night. Um, yeah, you uh, were at a show. Yeah. I, I saw Police. Yeah, I saw Don Posted that was the night before. Oh, you went two two concerts. Okay, well, yeah, uh, you know, I'm not going to see Home Free or uh, who was the other one? Jordan Feliz. Jordan Feliz. Unfortunately, I missed those two, but uh, on Tuesday I will be at the Roger Waters show. Yeah, that's gonna be a great show. <laughs> I'm looking a lot more to that production one. than uh, the shows we saw. You know, uh, I, I while I'm on the subject, I got to say this because I didn't bring this up. Uh, last week, a friend of mine called me. He's like, "Hey, I got an extra ticket to see Alice in Chains." Uh, here in Sacramento, and this was during the the heat wave we were having. So we were kind of on the fence about, do I want to go stand in the heat? I don't know. Yeah, and we just finally said, eh, let's go. So we went to the show, and uh, it was Breaking Benjamin and Alice in Chains. Now, a couple things that I have to say about that is um, they put on fantastic show. I'm not a fan of Bush Break- was also there, right? Well, I'm going to get to that. Okay, uh, I'm not a fan of Breaking Benjamin. Not because I I don't like them. It's just because eh, their music doesn't speak to me. There's nothing wrong with their music. They got fans. They got a following. They've been at it for 20 years. So obviously they're doing something right. But uh, I'm they're just not my band. Okay, uh, Alice in Chains. Very interestingly, because I didn't realize this until I Googled it, but um, it was almost to the day, the 31st anniversary of the first time I had ever seen Alice in Chains. I saw Alice in Chains open up for Van Halen in 1991. September of 91, it was uh, September 15th to be exact, because I found that out when I Googled it. And uh, we, we went and saw this show, I believe it was on September 8th. So it was the 31st anniversary of the first time I've seen them. I've seen them since. Um, they are a great show. My personal opinion, the new lead singer, 100 times better than the original. And I can say that because I saw the original. Uh, that's my opinion. Some people disagree. Some people are purists and say it's not Alice in Chains. And honestly, when I was watching the show, I was like, this is not the Alice in Chains show. This is the Jerry Cantrell show. And that's okay. It's his band. But um, at one point, the lead singer of Breaking Benjamin said that Bush was there. And I was like, wait a minute. I I miss Bush. I've been wanting to see Bush since the 90s. <laughs> and where was I? I was hanging out in the parking lot while Bush was on stage. <laughs> and uh, somebody posted a picture of Gavin Rosdale even walking up into the lawn area with his microphone. So he played the entire arena or entire venue, amphitheater. Uh, so I was a little disappointed that I missed that. But that's all right. I'll get another chance to see Bush. And the last time I said something like that uh, was Guns N' Roses in 91. And I went, ah, I missed it. I'll get another chance to see Guns N' Roses. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyhow, it was a great show. 
Uh, very interesting. Very cool to see him 31 years later doing pretty much the exact same thing. It was a great show. So, uh, and and like I said, our next, my next big one is Roger Waters. I'm looking forward to that. I'm taking Shane. I got to see Pink Floyd in 94 without Roger Waters, as my friend would call it, Pink Fraud. But um, it, that was an amazing show, and we bought these tickets to, to Roger Waters pre-COVID, and they've been on my fridge ever since because he has rescheduled it post-COVID. And um, so it's coming up on the 20th, and we're super excited. Good. All right. Well, there you are. Yeah, my shows were good. Home Free was very good. They're acapella, uh, like country band, but they also do some pop stuff too. Okay. Um, it was it was interesting because they played four new songs that no one has heard yet because uh, um, they haven't released it yet on Spotify. They did have some CDs for twenty bucks. <laughs> well, uh, you know, the, I always new, say support the, the band, buy yeah. some merch. Yeah, and so um, and then the Jordan Feliz last night was very very good. Um, very transparent, um, more of a, you know, I mean, he did have some little praise and worship during that, and um, but he, he was very good. Uh, definitely, if he's touring near you, I would go check out uh, him and um, Mr. Trailer that's uh, opening the show, and he was great, too. He got the crowd all hooked. You know, this is the first time in a long time that, I mean, the crowd stood almost the whole show, um, was just in, into the show from the start. And so uh, I'm sure uh, Mr. Feliz was uh, very happy um, that the crowd was uh, lot, gave him a lot of energy. You know, that's really cool when you go to a show and the band has connected with the audience so much that everybody is experiencing the same thing and you're all having fun together. And the, the band that I, I go to for something like that is the Struts. Anytime I've seen the struts, they connect with every person in the room and it's almost like they have total control over every person in the room because uh, like the first time I saw the struts, they were like, okay, this was in the encore. Okay, everybody, everybody get down, get down. And everybody crouched down, including me with my bad knees up in the front row. Um, and they said, when, when this song explodes, I want you all to jump up. And I looked around and everybody Everybody was jumping. I love seeing that stuff. That's awesome when when everybody is there participating. Yep, a lot of energy in the room. So we'll be right back on the Rock Salt Newscast Experience. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Joseph Rojas from the band Seventh Day Slumber, and you're listening to Rock Salt Musecast, and I'm hanging out with Dave and Aaron on a mission from God. Keep it locked. Rocksaw Musecast Experience, Aaron, David, and Patrick. ADP in the hell. Get some. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Patrick's off doing rock star things right now. I think he's taking his kids to party or something. <laughs> uh, his daughter to homecoming. Oh, oh that's right. It's junior, homecoming. Junior high homecoming. I've yeah, never heard of that. Yeah. I, I don't remember a junior high homecoming. Now, I did go to private school. Yeah, I went to private Christian school, and it was, you know, <laughs> not a big enough school to have a homecoming but uh i don't remember any of my friends having junior high homecomings or middle school as they now call it um i always thought it was a high school thing 
I see. Uh, you know, Patrick was like, yeah, I got to go punch this little kid so he doesn't <laughs> kiss my daughter. <laughs> oh. I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to stop him. You know, I, I don't think that's going to stop him, Patrick. You know, uh, back to when we were 13, 14 years old and, you know, you're just trying to meet girls. You may not. You may not have bad intentions. I know many 13 and 14 year old boys do have bad intentions, but uh, most don't. I'm going to say most don't. They just they're they're coming into their own. It's preteen time, and it's you know you got hormones raging, and you know it's just what it is. Um, but I think a strong father figure to keep things in line. And in check is probably a good idea. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, you, uh, I, I wasn't really like dating girls or didn't have a girlfriend when I was in junior high. Well, but you chased Don almost all through high school. Uh, well, no, we, we actually just, to be honest, I mean, she became attracted to me in, when we were senior year. And so, again, I, I, was, I was really busy. I mean, again, I'm much more into sports than you are. And there was my uh, interest just playing sports. Now, does that mean I didn't like certain girls? That's No, I, I did. Um, it just, you know, it wasn't a, a huge priority for me. You know, you, you know um, thinking back to those, those days when you would have to call a girl's house, you know, at age 13 or 14, and you'd have to uh, bypass the parents you know, whether it be dad, you always hoped it'd be mom get answering the phone, but sometimes it was dad and you had to be, you know, yes, sir. No, sir. Mr. You know, all that, um, to talk to. And it's changed so much because everybody's got their own phone now. So you don't have to skip through those hoops anymore, but I don't know. I, I guess I'm kind of old school. I, I, I like the whole idea of the, the courtship and the dating and the, you know, Having to deal with the parents, I think it teaches you a lot of character and and that sort of thing. You know what I mean? How yeah. to treat people and how to act. Yeah, I, I remember when I met, went over to pick up Dawn for our first date, and you know, I, I actually knew her dad because we went to the same school, and again, it was a very small high school, and so I knew her parents, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But I, Dawn would tell me there would be young men. Uh, when she was a freshman and sophomore in high school that would call the house and you know by then you know what time you're in high school you you you're starting to get that man voice as a kid your voice is changing and they would they would call and they would go uh, can i speak to dawn and dawn's mom and uh, dawn's dad is called is name was Dawn and so she would hand the phone to the dad <laughs> and they would be calling for her and he'd be like hello oh, you know um, sir uh, I'm calling for your do your your daughter and so did you have a phone in your room so you no. could talk privately no okay didn't have a phone in the I, room I did by the time I got to high school uh, I know. know Nancy did and we spent a lot of time on the phone um but no, I didn't have a phone in my room. But I also, I didn't spend a lot of time on the phone. You know, I would call my friends from school and we'd talk for a little bit. But I don't know, I just didn't spend a lot of time on the phone. I was usually out doing something. Going to a show or, you know, just being a 
reckless kid. Yeah, I was using at the park playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. If it was good weather, you know, I was out there playing well, playing basketball, which there's a lot of in Sacramento. There, instead, there is a lot of great weather of, in Sacramento. Instead of doing my schoolwork, I was. Out oh, I hated doing schoolwork, man. Yeah. I to this day, I believe that I I do not believe in homework at all. I I really don't because um, I I think it brings us up with the notion uh, when we get into the workforce that. Well, that's okay. You can take that work home with you. It's just some homework. Um, and that's not okay because you're not getting paid for it. I, I don't. I never thought that homework was a good thing. And my feeling is that, well, you know, you've got me for eight hours. It's not enough time to give me what you need to get done. And that sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. And uh, I, I honestly, I truly believe this. You are encroaching on the work-life balance of these kids when you load them up with hours of homework after they spend eight hours in, in school all day or seven hours or whatever it is, and then uh, they got to go home and do three or four more hours of homework. I think that's wrong. I think it's wrong. Yeah, we got a lot of listeners now from the kids that agree with you. Well, you uh, know, this, hey, uh, I'm sure the uh, Teachers Association is going to write a letter to the DOJ about me now. <laughs> hey, did you hear that politician who flat out denied that that happened? Did you hear that? No. Yeah, there's some senator or something. He just, he's, he's a denier. He flat out denied it happened. And everybody's like, um... Hey, the Teachers Association even apologized for doing it. It happened. It, it Just acknowledge it. Why do you lie to people? I mean, flat out lie. Politicians well, should be like Pinocchio. Anytime they lie, their nose grows. And, and, uh, oh, my gosh. That would be great. Uh, wouldn't it? And then, oh. and then each year we could just measure noses and find out who, need, who really needs to be voted out of office. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Now, now would the nose grow if it was like a little white lie with the nose grow? Yes, any uh, lie, any anything lie. that is not a truth. In the same length each time, or would it? Would oh no, be, no, no! If like if, like a whopper. Hey, look if it's two inches. If it's a, look, if it's a, uh, a a a spinning of the truth, like Gavin Newsom really loves to spin the truth. There's a hint of truth in what he says, but the way he spins it, it's a lie. So for that, maybe he gets a I don't know a quarter inch. Okay, but uh, where Biden comes out and or this politician just flat out says that never happened, uh, you get two inches. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if it's a uh, if it's a wait a minute, I got to go research that and go to four different sources. Maybe you get an inch. But if it's a look, I lived through that. That didn't happen. Yeah, no, that's a flat-out lie. Two inches, I call it right now. You get your two-inch nose. <laughs> and, then, like, and then once a year, we just measure everybody noses. Like Family Feud used to have, if you got the answer wrong, the aren't. So during the debates, they should have a little Pinocchio meme that when they lie, doot, yeah. you know, it goes up. Yeah. Oh, like, you yeah. could just put Pinocchio heads on each side of the screen down at the oh, bottom. Yes! And the nose grows based on the lies. <laughs> That would be, and if they we meet out of room, yeah. If, hey, if they meet at some point, both candidates are automatically disqualified. <laughs> the debate is over. It's over. I see. You don't get office. You're both disqualified. 
Well, if you're uh, Patrick's uh, daughter and you're listening to the show, have a great time at the homecoming. And uh, and if you're Patrick's well, daughter's boyfriend, <laughs> mind your P's and Q's. Yeah, just just hold her hand. Yeah. Just hold her hand. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You're young and you've got the rest of your life ahead of you. you got yeah. plenty of time. And um, I hate to be a cynic, but, uh, you know, at 13, yeah, is this isn't going to be the girl you married. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I got a friend from work that met. And his wife in junior high. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Yeah, that's true. It, sometimes it does, but yeah. um, most times it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we all grow up and we change and we we evolve. And sometimes, uh, uh, unfortunately, friendships and relationships fall off as we evolve into, you know, different human beings. Right? Yeah. You got a song here to play for, for her? Oh, you oh, you stumped me. Yeah. You got a song. Mm. Well. You know, for him, maybe. Oh, <laughs> you know, not off the top of my head, but we'll um, figure something out. Yeah, I'll think about that. I'll I'll get something together. Yeah, we're gonna play this song just for you. Hopefully, uh, you have a great time tonight, and hopefully, your thirteen-year-old uh, or fourteen-year-old uh, friend um, survives the night from your dad. <laughs> <laughs> so take it easy on him, Patrick. Hey, I, here's what here's my advice to 13 and 14 year old boys. If if you have a girl that you like and uh, you want to quote unquote pursue in a very Christian manner, okay, um, make friends. This is this is great advice. Make friends with dad. It it's always a sure in because he's got influence. And if he likes you, he's going to tell his daughter, you know, I really like that boy. He's a good kid. Yeah, my mom's, my wife, my mom was like, you know, I like Don. And we end up married. So there's some truth to that. Yeah. And we'll be right back on the Rock Salt Me Sacks Experience. Hey, this is Steve from The Word 66, and you are hanging out with the dynamic duo, David Aaron on Rock Salt Radio. Rock Salt Musecast Experience, Aaron, Dave, and Patrick. ADP in the house. And uh, he's off doing homecoming stuff right now. He's a very busy man. Yeah, he uh, he did get one um, segment with us, and then the wife came in and goes, Hey, need to go. You know Daddy what? duty calls. You know what, uh, you know what we need, Aaron? I, I'm, I'm asking this of our listeners. Uh, we need subscribers. We love that you listen, but... We need subscribers. That's what we need. Uh, and it's really easy. When you're on Spotify or iHeart or Apple Podcasts, just subscribe. Just hit follow, subscribe. YouTube, Rumble. All of, one of those. Okay? Even if you don't watch it and we or listen to it, and we want you to, but the most important things is uh, subscribing and following. And uh, who knows? Uh, if we get enough, maybe we can make some money and uh, we don't have to deal with these scheduling conflicts because there's money involved. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> uh, that would be really nice, wouldn't it? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we have not made one dime off of this show. And I'm not complaining because when we started this show, I said, if it ever became about money, I'm done. Uh, it would be nice to make a couple of bucks and put it back into the show and get better equipment and that sort of thing. Uh, that would be really nice, but it's never been about money. However, some money would be nice. Just to break even. Well, yeah, to break even or, you know, improve. Improve the show because there's a lot of equipment out there that I could get that would really improve this show. 
Um, but it's, I don't want to say it's very expensive, but you know, when I go, mm, do I want a new board for $700 or do I want a place to live for the next month? Hmm. <laughs> Well, I guess I'm going to go with the place to live. Alex, I'll take the place to live. Yeah. For 700. Yeah. So, um, anyhow, I'm not begging for money. I'm just saying I'm begging for followers and subscribers. Find it in your heart. Hit hit the follow and subscribe button because it doesn't cost you anything. And uh, it, turn off your notifications if you don't want Rock Saul showing up in your notifications every week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been posting on Facebook and um, it, it's... You have been really active on Facebook, yeah, I've noticed. Thank you. And uh, I, I did post about our uh, YouTube video, I, and um, i never seen you laugh so hard uh, with Jermaine. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was, was pretty uh, funny. That was pretty funny. Uh, but speaking of places to live, uh, you know, why don't we just move to Martha's Vineyard? Hey, you know, why not? That, Everybody that else like is. a nice place. They've got a humanitarian crisis going on right now, though, Aaron. Um, I'll share. <laughs> you give me Obama's house. I'll share with the the uh, the, the new uh, residents of uh, of Martha's Vineyard. You know, or not any longer. But I mean, I, I've got uh, I've got all kinds of thoughts on this Martha Vineyard thing. Uh, let me preface what I'm going to say that um, I, I do believe that when some of these politicians are saying that these people are being used as political pawns in a political stunt, you are 100% correct. You're 100% correct. Um, that said, uh, you guys said you wanted to be a sanctuary city. Now, Martha's Vineyard didn't, but California did. New York did. Those are states. They are sanctuary states. Um and, uh, you know, I can't say that I would do any different. Uh, there is word out there that these migrants were told that they were going to Boston and they ended up in Martha's Vineyard. I don't know if that's true or not. I think uh, the question should be asked and find out what happened there because I don't think you should tell people they're going one place and put them in another place. That's a bad thing. But all that said... Um, did anybody notice that the primarily white, affluent people of uh, Martha's Vineyard uh, addressed this within 24 hours and got them off the island? Yeah, it's, I didn't know it took that, you know. Within 24 hours. But that's okay, no, 24. within 24 hours, they started getting these people off the island and they moved them to a military facility uh, where they could give them the services they needed. Granted, Martha's Vineyard doesn't really have the services that these people need. However, Martha's Vineyard is a summer town. In winter, it kind of closes up. And there's a lot of empty houses out there. Big empty houses. Big empty houses. You're telling me that you couldn't help these people and house them in one of your empty houses? you telling oh, me they, that couldn't oh, happen? Oh, they could have, for sure. And again, DeSantis was just trying to prove a point here, you know, that, you know, why aren't you securing the uh, southern border? And since you didn't, we'll just share what is coming over the southern border with everyone. Well, here's the questions that are not being asked of people like Gavin Newsom, Lori Lightfoot, and that uh, uh, New York mayor and governor out there. 
is uh, you are on TV complaining that you don't have the resources and you're calling the National Guard and you're declaring a state of emergency. And I understand the state of emergency thing. That's how you free up the tax dollars to help you pay for this. And I, I get it. They weren't prepared. They need those tax dollars to help pay for this. Um, they should have been prepared. If you're going to open the borders, then be prepared for it. Okay? But uh, they weren't. And the whole time they're saying, well, those dirty Republicans down in Texas, it's so racist of them to do this. Well, wait a minute. Uh, 8,000 people. Now, this is what I heard from Clay and Buck. Okay? 8,000 people come over the border on average per day. 8,000. And they are dropping into the border states, Arizona and Texas primarily, but I'm sure they're coming into uh, Sacramento, uh, California as well, because we border Mexico as well. Um, 8,000 a day. And it was the biggest news story yesterday how 50 people were in Martha's Vineyard. 50. 8,000 drop into Texas, Arizona, and California, but 50 went to Martha's Vineyard, and you would have thought it was the end of the world. Uh, and to give you a, a, an idea, the day before, I was listening to, uh, I listen to KFBK every morning. It's a great news station, by the way. They're on iHeart. I'm going to give it a plug. They're on iHeart. Listen to KFBK in the morning, and uh, you'll get a, a pretty even, fair and balanced uh reporting of the news it really is there's not a lot of you know this side or that side it's just common sense news you're gonna say something well saying just like cnn's becoming i guess well they're trying <laughs> yeah that's right I, but yet you are correct the jury's uh, still out on uh, cnn kpk is uh very solid i mean you know it, they have tom sullivan on uh in the morning yep. also and he, he he's he's balanced yeah and that's the that's the former sheriff right no. Um, oh, who's the guy that's the former sheriff? Oh, now you put me on the spot hey, here. I, I can't remember his name. I thought it was him. But okay. uh, there's a uh, uh, former Sacramento sheriff who's got a syndicated show, and he's on there as well. And uh, I like listening to him sometimes because he gives you the legal side of things, you know, and he gives you the cop perspective on things. And he gives you a little different – like he – he kind of supported, uh, he didn't, I don't want to say he supported, he, but he kind of shed some light on what was going on with Paul Pelosi and his drunk driving. And he said, look, uh, 0.08 is the limit, and um, there were no fatalities, and the other side didn't report injuries or anything like that. So, yeah, honestly, the, probably the best you're going to get out of this guy is a misdemeanor. And that's what he got. He got a misdemeanor. So... It kind of puts it in perspective. Anyhow, getting back to it, KFBK celebrating their 100 years on the air uh, this week. Today. Wow. Today, September 17th, is 100 years on the air for KFBK. Go check them out on iHeart. Anyhow. And in case you don't know, um, KPK was the first one that had Rush Limbaugh on. He's, he got his start on He KFBK. got his, well, he got his talk radio talk start. Talk radio start on yeah. KFBK. And um, so they have the abc news break in at the top of every hour you know and they give like three news stories now the day before the martha's vineyard thing the top news story was that some 
tennis player, some guy, not Serena Williams, some guy who was a tennis player is retiring. Who cares? I don't care. That's your top story? That's story number three. Yeah, Federer was retired. Yeah, 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 that dude. Who cares? He's a tennis player. <laughs> I don't care about that. I care about the stock market dropping 1,000 points in a day. That's what I care about. That wasn't the top story? No. Okay. So, um, but it is ABC. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so the next day, the top story over and over and over again was Martha's Vineyards. And it's the top story. It made a splash in the pond because there are a lot of rich, elite, white people there. Okay? And I don't usually play the race card. I, I actually look down on people that play the race card. But let's be honest that Martha's Vineyard's primarily white. A am I correct? Oh, you are correct. Okay. Uh, a uh, former president lives there, too. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, has a he has a summer home there. Yeah, uh, he absolutely could have stepped up and done something, but he didn't. All those people are wealthy, wealthy, wealthy beyond our imagination. Wealthy. Uh, the Kennedy compound is in Martha's Vineyard. I mean, does that tell you anything? It's a nice place to live, Dave. It is a very nice place to live, and uh, I can't even afford to visit Martha's Vineyard, let alone live there. So uh, if when they get on the TV and go, I'm sorry, we just don't have the resources for 50 people. I'm sorry, um, the Obamas and the Kennedys both have the resources for 50 people. That's it, 50. 8,000 going into Texas versus 50 going into Martha's Vineyard. Save me the tears, brother. Well, it's also the point is, is the federal government is not re reimbursing Texas for what goes on, all those social services they're providing nope. for for the immigrants coming over. Yeah. And, and it's costing Texas, you know, thousands, if not millions of dollars. And so they said, okay, you know what? Let's spread, let's spread the wealth here. Right. Let's start shipping them to Chicago and D.C. and yeah. New York. The northern states yeah. that don't, the, I'm sorry, there's not a lot of illegal immigrants Heading up north. They're staying where they come in. Yeah. And, and so, again, and, and Texas is providing for them. And they probably have family members that have, you know, bought a house or rented a house or got housing. Um, so, they just stay there. And so, but again, Texas is like, you know what? We'll spread the wealth. But I don't know why they're not sending them to New Mexico. Because there's another liberal state. That can provide social service to them. I would be shipping them there also. Well, I think that he's they are shipping them off to um, uh, the people that cry the loudest, like Gavin Newsom. You know what I mean? Gavin Newsom, I, I, I'm sorry. This guy, he, he, if it's not illegal immigration, it's abortion. And uh, he, he tries to make it appear that he is he's fighting the man oh he's fighting the evil powers of above and uh california is a sanctuary state for abortion we're not going to tell people how to live their lives and my always my first tweet to gavin newsom whenever i see one of those is uh you're telling me how to live my life because you're making me pay for abortions and i don't want to pay for them 
Okay. You're making me pay for uh, the services of that we provide to illegal immigrants that we invited here against our law. I didn't choose to do that. I chose to live in California, but he's signing these executive orders that says we're just going to do it. Uh, I have a problem with that. So I think that what they're doing is they're picking the biggest impact. Where can they get the most media and impact out of what they're doing? And uh, I say you want the biggest impact, you drop them in Delaware. There's going to be a whole lot of people calling Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe, <laughs> the big guy. Yeah. Calling the big guy going, what is going on here? Sure. Um, it, it has nothing to do with the color of anybody's skin. It has nothing to do with where people are from. It only has to do with are you coming into the uh, country legally following our laws and procedures to enter the country. And uh, we've thrown those out the window. And my uh, stance has always been, if you don't like the laws, that's great. Let's talk about what we don't like about them and let's change those laws. But the idea of, I don't like the law, so I'm not going to follow it, that's nonsense. That's nonsense. And that's why that, uh, that prosecutor who got elected in Florida got fired by DeSantis because once he was elected, he said, oh, I'm going to prosecute that law, but I'm not going to prosecute that law. And DeSantis said, well, if you're not going to do your job, then you're fired. It's the law. And I don't know why this is such a problem for people. So, um, you know what? I, I just think um, as uh, we close this break out, um, you know, there there's becomes a problem with not enforcing immigration law. Uh, so they're kind of going to ship them all over until they do something about it. Yeah, and just so, do something about it. Yeah, but let's it, well, do the math. The law. Let's do the math. 8,000 people heading into Texas per day. I'm just choosing Texas. 8,000 yeah. going into Texas per day. Let's do the math on that. Over 30 days, that's 240,000 people added to the state of Texas. Now... We have here in California, we have a homelessness crisis. You want to talk about a humanitarian crisis? Let's head on down to San Francisco or Los Angeles and soon to be Sacramento, where we've got a crisis going on. And you're going to drop 200,000 people a month more into this crisis? Let's fix our home first and then we can help the world. We can. You know, they say that people are traveling from all over. You know, some of these people will go through like 10 different countries just to get here. Um, I, I know America is a great place, uh, but we can't handle all this and continue to function. Here's the way I, and I'll wrap this up here because I know we're running long. But here's the way I equate it. I try to break it down uh, to a much more everyday, simple sort of thing, which is, okay, you have, eh, we'll go big. You have a four-bedroom house. Uh, maybe 1,800 square feet, okay? And uh, you and your wife and your two sons are living in this house, so you're occupying at least three of the bedrooms. So you got one extra room. You got a guest room, right? So, uh, uh, and times are tough. Inflation's 8.3, and you're scraping by, but you're making your bills. And so you decide, 
well, you know, that guy up the street, he doesn't have a place to live. He's living on the sidewalk. Um, let's invite him in. Until the point where you go, well, where do we stop? We've invited 20 people into the house, and now nobody can move. And I don't have any money more, anymore, and I might lose the house. At what point do you stop? Is that a more simple way instead of talking about 240,000 people a day? That's what we got going on here in California. We got a problem. Uh, and throwing more people onto it is not the solution. It's the way to get elected. Yeah, I had a person um, at my job the other day come for his uh, government card he gets each month. And his ID was from uh, Missouri. And so they're, they're coming here from all over because they know that they'll just get free money and all that. And we, it's not sustainable. Absolutely uh, not. It's yeah, not sustainable. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to do what they always do here in California is just up the taxes. Up the taxes. I paid almost $6 a gallon for gas yesterday. For regular gas, 87 Okay? It was five fifty-five a gallon. Almost wow. cost me $80 to fill up my truck. Wow. Okay? Gas is going up for sure. Uh, so. so, yeah. Uh, and we pay five fifty-five a gallon because... The national average for ga a gallon of gasoline right now is like $3. But we have an extra $1.55. What? No. $2.55 in taxes and garbage on there. They're supposed to fix the roads, yet my I rattle the teeth out of my head as I drive to work every morning. I don't get it. Yeah. All right. We've been a bang-up show today, Dave. Mm. Triple nickels. We talked about Martha's Vineyard incident. We talked about... Gavin versus DeSantis and who would be the monitor. Yeah. You want to talk about two people that are saying they ain't running for president, that are clearly running for president. It is sure. kind of like, I'm going to wrap it up here, but I want to get this out because I wanted to say it last week. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like when you were in junior high school and, uh, and your buddy goes, you like that girl, don't you? I don't like that girl. <laughs> no, no, I don't like her. And all the time you're texting her. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. what newsom and desantis are doing right now they're being children and going no i'm not running for president well they're both running for governor and, and what you don't do is you don't say you're running for two different offices at the same time so. okay uh, but you also don't buy billboards in michigan <laughs> <laughs> or go campaign for somebody else while you're campaigning for yourself right and so all right well, let's wrap, wrap it up, this up. Happy trails, everyone. Happy trails. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to live my life as it should be. He taught me how to turn my cheek when people laugh at me. I've had friends before, and I can tell you that he's one who will never leave you flat. No. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to pray and how to save my soul. He taught me how to praise my God and still play rock and roll. The music may sound different, but the message is the same. It's just an instrument to praise his name. Yeah. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. 
Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. 